Welcome back to the Very Nice Podcast. I'm Yoni here in Boston. And I'm Manny here in Los Angeles. And you guys might notice, if you're watching on the YouTube or even if you're just listening, a slight difference in the quality because we are using a new uh, platform. Um, Manny has decided to take off his shirt and show his sexy body. Um, even better. But I think I think Manny's like, you know, we're on a new platform. The, qual- the video quality is better. Might as well show off the bot, and I love that. We're using a new platform, Riverside. We're done with Zoom, Fade Zoom. Zoom sucks. Fade Zoom, guys, Fade Zoom. We were very limited in several aspects, so hopefully we'll stick with this. And, yeah, we're excited to to bring you guys some better quality content. But, yeah, we're back. Manny's outside once again. I think it's going to be his new, his new spot, and I'm honestly not mad about it because it's a beautiful view, especially with his face. But, um... Oh, a lot of stuff to get into. Um, you know, before we do, I, yeah. it is my new space. But when I came out here today, the one chair that was out here was gone. So I'm actually sitting on a ladder right now. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Manny, yeah. can you just sit on the top of the ladder for us, just to? Like, I could. Can we I'd... just like get a little view of that? Like, yeah, totally. Like, like he he is not he is not joking, guys. If you want to see this, go to the YouTube. <laughs> He is just absolutely chilling on the ladder. <laughs> Manny, get down. I don't want you to hurt yourself. <laughs> hey, man. We're, we're on top of the ladder. That's great. Let's continue. Are you, oh, you going to stay up there? I thought you were just... <laughs> It's honestly way comfier, so I think we're top laddering it today. Okay. Honestly, go for it. I thought you would just do it for a second, but if that's what's comfy for you. Um, yeah, make sure you get your face in there. Um, well, yeah, with that, Manny on top of the... He, he's the king of the castle. He's on top of the ladder. <laughs> uh, loving that. All right, well, let's see. What do we got first on the docket? Yeah, so basically we've talked about this on the podcast before in relation to other stuff, but like 30 years ago, what was it? It was in... Um, I don't know, like I think in the 90s there was a similar lawsuit filed against McDonald's for their extremely hot coffee when a woman, like, burned her vagina off, essentially. Um, yeah, this elderly of, woman yeah. bought a <laughs> coffee from an awfully hot coffee pot. Not the hot and it spilled, spilled on her legs. It's like, there's a whole documentary about it called Burn and how McDonald's yeah. lost a bunch of money and it was, like, a huge deal. Yeah, I saw. I see here now. It was in 1994, about 30 years ago, and yeah, so it was because their coffee was like 30 to 40 degrees hotter than like normal restaurants. So pretty insane. But essentially, McDonald's has not learned their lesson, and they are being sued again for a very similar reason. Um, once again, an elderly woman <laughs> has claimed to have suffered severe burns to her body from uh, McDonald's coffee. And you'd think like, oh, I thought like you know they resolved the issue. Now they're not liable for anything, but. Essentially, what she's saying is that there was a a location in San Francisco that gave her the coffee with an improperly fitted lid, which caused the hot liquid to spill and burn her flesh. Um, Hopefully, it wasn't wasn't the private part area again. (laughs) Um, And she's also claiming that the employees of the fast food chain refused to help her after she complained. So they were like, sorry, bro, 
yogurt machine's broken. We can't help you out. <laughs> Froyo's broke. Um, and so Man. the franchise Chuck owner beat. denied the allegation. He's like, das cap. Um, and now, yeah. So we'll see what the uh, result of that lawsuit is. But it seems as though they just have not learned their lesson, Manny. <laughs> they have not. I honestly feel bad for this woman. I don't want hot coffee on my legs. Um, you know, speak McDonald's obviously employs a lot of people. All it takes is one person to mess it up. And it's interesting because another uh, organization that employs a lot of people actually made headlines this week because it turns out, guys, that Mexican cartels, so yes, they're all of them because there are a lot, are the nation's fifth largest employer. They are bringing jobs to, to the country. It's pretty awesome. That is kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> this is the thing. I think, you know, obviously there's a decent amount of corruption within the law enforcement and stuff and within the government that kind of collaborates with the cartel and that's how they're so powerful. But, like, maybe they're just doing the Mexican economy a service. Like, the fifth largest employer, if they actually took down the entire cartel, like, the Mexican economy is is in shambles. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> what do you do they about need them. that? Like, I'm not sure. And Trump was asking them to pay for the wall. They can barely even pay for themselves without the cartel. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, man. I wonder, like, so are people just working nine nine to fives for them? You know, like, oh yeah, like I'm a cartel janitor, or like, oh yeah, like. On the cartel. Right? Like, do they, like, sign, like, what do we sign when we get employed? Like, W-9s? Like, do they... <laughs> they do might. They, like, do they get, like, a pension, like, when they retire at, like, 70 and, like, you know, get health care benefits? See, these are all, like, good questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how they got this information. I probably should have looked more into it. Um, because do you think that they just like interviewed X number of people and then a fifth of them happened to be working for the cartel? Or do you think like the cartel just submits their like employee, employee? I like would not be surprised if they just like submit their employee information. Like, Hey guys, just so you know, we got these, these number of people on file, you know, full time, part time. <laughs> like they, I mean, at this point they've been so ingrained within Mexican society for years now that it's like, they are like legit, legit company essentially. Well, there, there are some territories in Mexico that like the cart cartel just like owns and runs. So like there'll be yeah. areas where like cartel security is posted on corners instead of like Mexican police. And they keep it safe. They keep it safe. Yeah. They... <laughs> Manny, are you pro cartel? Is this what I'm hearing right now? Dude. What's the alternative, Yanni? <laughs> Clearly a fifth of the economy dissipating, so you know what? I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not pro cartel, but I'm not I'm not gonna argue with this with you. You're not pro cartel, but you're not pro no cartel. I'm pro Somehow they magically uh, fill in, replace that fifth of the economy with something. Stop better. living in a fantasy world, Yoni. Stop <laughs> living in a fantasy world. It's not you how the world what? works. I'm good at fantasy football, okay? I think we can make this be a good Yoni, you're terrible football. at fantasy football. I, am, I so am. I didn't even draft my team. Anyway, that's not the point. More about government, Manny. You have a fascinating story back here in the United States. <laughs> oh, I do. Um, so a headline that broke out recently... Uh, out of Texas was an African-American student was suspended for having dreadlocks, basically saying that his dreadlocks 
we're in violation of the school's dress code. And, you know, a lot of people are, say that, like, dress code rules are specifically, like, made to be biased against, like, to, like, marginalize uh, st- yeah, students minorities. and minorities. Yeah. And, like, come on. Like, it, it's so obviously true. Like, this kid, literally, they're like, oh, it's distracting people. And the crazy thing is the superintendent, when this made national headlines, doubled down and was basically quoted saying something along the lines of, you know, these kids need to learn to self-sacrifice and, like, it's good to, like, give up your independence for, like, the greater good of the community. I'm like, how is having dreadlocks hurting the greater good of the community? So, anyways, a lot of people thought it was ridiculous that this kid was suspended. And so Suzanne Collins, her name might be Susan Collins, but I, she just sounds like a Suzanne. <laughs> she looks like a Suzanne, but continue. <laughs> yeah, so she's a U.S. senator, and she basically came out and threatened to wear a bikini on the Senate floor to protest the suspension that this student received. Basically being like, if this kid can't even have hair, like, what's, co- what's going to happen if I just pull up in a bikini, huh? Like, I can do that. And just yeah. for everyone's information... Suzanne Collins is 70 years old, folks. Like, I do not, I do not want to see that on the Senate floor of 70 year old woman in a bikini. (laughs) That is insane. Like that, like if she does that, she's not wrong. That would be extremely distracting, like, and not in a good way, like not in the like objectifying woman way, guys. I am not, that's something I do not want to see. It's going to be like one of those things where it's like, it's so horrible you're being but so you, like, mean can't, but you can't look away no it, it it's not it's not against suzanne okay <laughs> it's the fact that she's 70 any 70 year old woman i don't want to unless like i don't know you like have a ton of, be for real yeah be for real i don't want to do. see a 70 year old man like i don't want to see chuck schumer in a speedo you know like this goes both ways i'm just <laughs> be, be for real yoni you want both of those things get out of here <laughs> I mean, damn, dude. I don't know. Chuck? Chuck, maybe. So, and th- and this, it's funny that she made this threat because recently Chuck Schumer, funny enough, announced that uh, the dress code on the Senate floor will no longer be enforced, um, allowing senators to wear whatever she wants. So she wouldn't even be breaking the rules by coming in a bikini. Like, there is no rules now in terms of what senators can wear to work, which is just, like, very interesting. And it, and it comes... Um, while the Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman continues to just pull up in casual attire since he's been, like, recovering from depression and he had a stroke. So I guess that means he can't dress up. Wait, is but... he recovering from a stroke or from depression? Both. Both. He's 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 got the double whammy, which is tough. Um, it's so cool, though, that, like, he's just like, I'm depressed, and then he pulls up anyways. But... Go. But because of that, he would have to vote from the Senate floor doorways because his style was not allowed on the floor. Um, and it says, according to Fetterman, the dude, who honestly he's a scary looking dude. Like you he's would huge. Think, you would think he's like an alt right skinhead, but he's actually a Democratic senator. <laughs> which is I actually remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking him up right now. It's funny because I think I remember when he ran and thinking like that guy is a, a liberal. right and so he says though that his informal attire makes him feel more comfortable and he feels great that other senators now have the choice to wear what makes them feel comfortable no man this guy's awesome no he is he is a scary he's a scary dude like that that's a neo-nazi in disguise no but it's not but it's not 
Well, I wouldn't be surprised if he's been like going undercover this whole time. He's trying to get deep within the the DNC. He's he's a sleeper cell. He's a sleeper cell. I'm telling you, the alt right is becoming. They've multiplied from one brain cell in combined to now two, with this new plan of theirs. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so honestly, I'm excited to see what people wear. Um, I'm not excited to see Suzanne Collins in a bikini. So okay, I, I don't school, think she actually is. I don't school, think she please, is. please update the dress code. Let the man wear what was it? Dreads, what up corner? Any hairstyle that students would like to wear, let him do it. Okay, <laughs> for the love. Crazy, of God. crazy that you think that it's gonna work. The threat's gonna work because it's so horrible that they'll just let the students. <laughs> like I, <laughs> wouldn't that be funny? Like the school's like, oh God, no, we don't want to see that, <laughs> and they change. The- Oh my god! That'd be pretty wild. Um, we got next on the docket for us, dude. This is a hilarious one. So, an artist was commissioned by a museum for uh, two pieces, and she submitted two blank canvases titled "Take the Money and Run." And if you're curious why that's the title, she was paid seventy-seven thousand dollars for the for the pieces. So she got $77,000, submitted two canvases with nothing on them, and said, take the money and run. And unfortunately, the museum forced her to give the money back, which I think is bullshit. Because what is art? What is art? Was she like a renowned artist who had done good stuff in the past? And then like, they were like, like, I just don't see why a museum would commission her to do this. And then her pulled that type of shit, which is it's just shocking to me. But like... Honestly, I respect it. And, like, which museum was it? Because, like, give her the money back. Because literally, according to, like, I'm not a personal, like, advocate of this. But for all, like, the artists out there. I mean, I guess I am somewhat of an artist in the cinematic realm. But, like, like everyone's like, oh, anything can be art. Like, if a museum, like an art museum, which this seems to be, believes in that, then, like, she did her job. Unless they yeah, ask so, to do something specifically. So the details, uh, just to lay them out, is the artist is named Jens Hawning, and uh, they were commissioned to fill two canvases with Danish money to represent the average salary of... Oh, it's a guy. Sorry for calling him a woman. Uh, to have him... To represent the average salary of his fe- fellow countrymen. And the museum lent him the money to do it. So instead of fulfilling the promise and submitting canvases with the money inside, he delivered two empty frames and called it Take the Money and Run. Oh, okay. So that is basically like theft. If They gave him money to put in the canvas. So they didn't pay him $77,000. But, but he's a cheeky bastard, dude. Because Well, they gave him. They Okay, like different verb, but they gave him $77,000 for, for a piece. And then they're suing him to get it back, but his defense is basically like, you guys got way more publicity uh, from this piece that I gave you than you would have from the piece you had me do. So he's actually, like, in this lawsuit, in fact, we're talking about it. The Very Nice Podcast is literally talking about it. Biggest deal ever. I think he might keep the money, dude. That is a good point. Like that that is a cheeky defense right there. Like he's like, guys, I'm doing you a favor. Like I am helping you out. And you're right, with us, uh 
talking about it, I think instantly like hundreds of thousands of more people now know about this museum. Wait, which museum is? It? Oh, it's in it's in it's in Denmark. Yeah, it's, it's a random museum. Oh my god, maybe I was there when I was in Copenhagen last spring. That'd be kind of you. Weird. You were going to museums out there. Oh yeah, man. We although we never adjusted to the time zone because we went to bed at five a.m. and woke up at like noon. We still hit museums in the afternoon. We wow, all the all the museums. <laughs> Weirdly, you know, I, I met a lot of your BU friends, a lot of the guys you went with. I'm surprised that you guys were getting after museums, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Honestly, I don't blame you for assuming that, right? But, but. Um, we were very cultured. I have some great candids of me looking around, pretending like I care about the art and the architecture. Oh, you but... can care about it for real. It's cool. No, I do. I, there are some cool museums. Guys, Yoni, uh, Yoni uh, thinks it's not cool to care. Yoni, it's cool to care, dude. I know. I'm sorry. It's just a self-defense mechanism. I'm just trying to be cool like the other kids, okay? Um, <laughs> no, but no. Who was I? You haven't met Jeremy in person yet. He actually uh, does care. Um, but you're right, Sam, who we, we were supposed to have on the podcast, but it, we, he had a rough night last night. Um, Aww. <laughs> uh, and I like, I don't know, whatever. I it was poor planning, poor planning on my part. We're going to get him back on after, you know, the high holidays are done. We're going to have him on and we're, he's going to talk about how much he loves Copenhagen art. Um, <laughs> not. Anyways, um, speaking speaking of art, I have another story about art. Wait, I want to hear it. But Yoni, does my hand look massive? It does. Is the the mic is not small? Like I know the mic that you have. Like that that is no small mic. That is a way above average sized hand. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyways, back to uh, what art. What they say about above average sized hands. Can, can we talk about the fact that Donald Trump, real life, in an, uh, a debate went, look at these heads. They are way above average. They Did he say that? Which, which, yeah. Well, because it was circulating. Like, when he was campaigning in 2016, like, an article basically came out saying he had small hands. And he was like, first of all, they're not small. They're the biggest. They're the best. I'm, Trump like, combining an Obama impression with a Trump impression. That would be an interesting combo. I'd love to see AI reproduce a mixture of Obama's and Trump's. People, I have the biggest hands. The largest hands. The biggest hands. Um, no, yeah, Trump is like the guy to like get like feel personally attacked about any little thing written about him. Like he probably just scrolls through like internet articles of him like for hours to to nitpick every argument and then debate against it because like he can't be wrong. He is he is him according to him. <laughs> oh God! All right. Well, anyways, Yoni, back to what you were back you were to saying. the art scene. Um, essentially, artworks that were stolen during the Holocaust. Why did I say Holocaust? I said that weirdly. The Holocaust. Um, the Holocaust. The <laughs> Jim, Manny, not funny. Not, not funny. <laughs> okay. Gosh. Anyways, artworks stolen the Holocaust. <laughs> Artworks that were stolen during the Holocaust have been seized from museums in three different states. So basically, they were stolen from a Jewish art collector and entertainer. Um, and basically, uh, during the Holocaust, and they have now, I guess they were put in three different museums around the states. One in the Art Institute of Chicago, one in the Carnegie, Carnegie Museums of Pittsburgh, 
um, and the Allen Memorial Art Museum in Ohio. So I don't know why, like, who cares about the Holocaust in Ohio? Ohio's not real. Um, that's besides the point. But basically, they were made by an Austrian expressionist, Egon Schachiel. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, and they were owned by another guy named Fritz, uh, who was a victim of the Dachau concentration camp. Um, so he died. Um, and it was believed that Fritz was forced to give up the ownership of the art uh, before being arrested and sent to Dachau, Dachau in 1938. And so the three pieces, along with uh, other works from that collection, are subject to civil litigation on behalf of his heirs. And they're basically saying, hey, like, this is ours, you schmucks. Like, give them back. And, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure the art, like, this one literally looks, I think he, like, drew a Nazi in this one. Wow. But they're, you like, know, very, like, basic, like, sketches. But they're, like, they're not even finished. <laughs> you know, but, it is it is interesting. Um, because I don't think these museums necessarily have the art because it was taken during, like, they don't show it off and say this is Holocaust art. It's more so that they have these art pieces. Um, and, and the underrated thing that, you know, I'm taking this Holocaust course this semester, I don't know if you know, knew that. Um, and something that is historians say is that the Holocaust was very much a global event. Um, and that like 6 million people can't be like, 6 million Jews can't be murdered and 11 million people can't be murdered. Like these things can't happen without it having like global implications, right? And, like, it's very interesting how, like, this one particular guy, his art collection ended up in the United States, right? And he lost it and was forced to. So I think it's cool that, you know, almost 80 years later, he's going to, his, his descendants might get that art back. Yeah, I mean, the Nazis stole so much shit from all the Jews they killed. Like, they got rich off of, like, not just the artwork, but all their jewelry, basically everything that was, like, value to them. They stole, and they just had, like, huge repositories of, like, stolen stuff that, like, you know, I'm sure, like, in this instance, like, the U.S. Army probably seized and, like, brought back to the States because they were, like, I don't even blame them so much because it was, like, a pile of stuff, you know, and, like, you don't know what belongs to who, really, because it was just probably a whole mess after the war. So, like, then, then you just get, like one of those paintings in Ohio randomly <laughs> it's like and yeah, the museums crazy. probably aren't like trying to maliciously take it from anyone but I'm glad they've that must have been tough to track down um, yeah. if you were a descendant of his but well, it's probably why it's only happening now yeah and I'm sure there's so many other instances of that like that like people just don't know about and you can just get like your, yeah. your like artwork for free because yeah. it was your like Great grandparents or grandparents, yeah. Give them back the art. Interesting. Okay. Even though I don't know if I'd want that that one of the Nazi. That would not be a very nice reminder. <laughs> but uh, it would not. Um, Yoni. Speaking of art, you you went to a concert last night, and which in some ways is experiencing art through sound. Dude, I did experience sound art, and it was amazing. I went to a legendary concert with Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks, who I is one wow. of like the lead singers of the Fleetwood Mac band. Um, pretty legendary collab. Um, it was at Gillette Stadium, and it was raining the entire time, which sucked. But that's Boston for you. Um, it's actually in Foxborough, which is also a pain in the ass. Cause it's like forty five minutes outside Boston. That's besides the point. I had never seen either of them in concert before. Love Billy Joel and his music. Um, 
I was randomly asked to go by someone I met at Hillel like a few weeks ago. And I was like, bet seats were amazing. Like first level right to the side of the stadium. Got a, got a beautiful view of, of both Stevie and Billy. And honestly, it was just, it was, it was vibes, man. Like that man has so many hits. It's crazy. And like, everyone knows the songs. Like, I don't know. It's just like, most like big artists like still have like kind of a niche audience, but I feel like everyone knows like Billy Joel's main songs, like Piano Man. Just yeah, wow. I bet you heard that song. I did. I did. I did indeed hear that song. When he whipped out the harmonica, everybody knew like that it's him. And like he's funny too. Like he'll just be like just cracking jokes in between sets, like because he's performed so many times. He performs a monthly show at Madison Square Garden, even when he's not on tour. Just like for really, fun. yeah, he just does it monthly. He's from New York. He's a Long Island guy, which I know it's probably packed um, every time. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, and because especially because it's a smaller arena, like the Gillette Stadium is the fucking football stadium, and it was packed. Yeah, um, wow, Yoni. You texted me that it was a Billy Joel concert. I didn't know Stevie Nicks was going to be there. I've seen her. No, yeah, at well. first I wasn't. Awesome. I wasn't worried too. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, Landslide was the last thing she she sang, and that I really, I almost teared. It was it was beautiful. Um, and I think she almost like she also is like very emotional about it because I forget a few of the members of the band are dead because you know they're all old, but and did a lot of drugs. I'm sure. I'm sure they were doing drugs, dude. They were doing drugs, dude. Every band, like I think, honestly, all those bands back then doing drugs like made them better, though. So like, it's a give and take. Like I just feel like you can't produce such awesome art without taking drugs. I'm not. I'm not pro drugs. I'm just saying, if you're looking to be an artist, maybe no. I'm (laughs) just do not, do not do drugs, unless you're Fleetwood Mac. Anyways. What was I saying? Um, yeah, no, it was great. Honestly, I was like looking to go to more concerts in Boston, and now I've I've done that at least once. But I'm gonna try to go to an indoor venue next time, so I'm Dude. not soaking wet the whole time. But uh... yeah, that's awesome. Man. I think I think going to concerts is so fun because it's it's you know entertainment takes up just about as much time as a movie, but it's just the vibes are so awesome and it's just so. It's great. And that's actually why I, I've been to three concerts so far this semester. And uh, next week, Yoni, I'm, I'm going to a music festival in San Francisco. And I'm going to, you know, go to concert. I'm actually also going to a concert Thursday night in L.A. So I'm going to a concert Thursday night, Friday night, and then a music festival Saturday, Sunday. So I'm... Dude, four, con- four concerts in a row. Until last yeah, day. man. And I'm really going to, I mean, these music festivals have a ton of artists too. So I'm probably going to see 10 shows in like the next week. That is wild. Yeah, that is, you're definitely better at, at getting out and getting to the music than I well, am. Who's performing out the... Uh... Right, so, so Thursday before I leave LA, I'm going to see this band called Goose. Electric band, sending some songs. They're a jam band, they're really fun. And then Friday, I fly to San Francisco. Uh, festival doesn't start till Saturday, but Friday night, I'm seeing Masego. Uh, Masego is like the guy who has like that song, Navajo. You know, that's like, you know it. You would know it. He's got a few really big songs. Or Tado. 
Yeah, it's like a jazzy guy, like very good. And then I like jazz. I like jazz. Anyway, I don't even know where that's from. Uh, and then Saturday, festival all day. A few names that you would know. There's a lot of random guys there. Um, you love the randos, though. You're, you're like a, you're, <laughs> you're, you're off the beaten path. Yeah, there is something cool about like seeing artists you don't know. Um, Polo and Pan is gonna be there. Um, they have a few big songs. FKJ is gonna be there. Nelly Furtado is gonna be there. That's a the girl who made Promiscuous. You know, like Promiscuous Girl. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be fire. Uh, Major Laser is going to be there. Ooh, that's cool. Um, that's like... Yeah. And then uh, way more artists. Next day, Skrillex is going to be there. So that's going to be intense. Ooh, okay, so this is kind of like a what? Like an EDM type type festival? Or is it just like everything? I think it is. I think it is kind of an EDM type type John. Labyrinth is going to be there. Oh, I love um, Labyrinth. Thundercat's going to be there. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of random guys, but it's going to be a good time. Kenny Beats. <laughs> it's funny. Kenny yeah. Beats. Um, but yeah, man. So I, I think, but none of those artists are going to put on a set probably as good as what you saw last night. It's pretty awesome you went and saw that. Yeah, Billy Billy was funny. He was like, I got good news and I got bad news. Bad news, I got nothing new for you guys. <laughs> and he's like, good news, you don't have to listen to any new shit. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Bet. <laughs> my friend Charlie, who's in my fraternity here. Yeah, you, you just him? get the hits. He went to the concert last night too. Yeah, he's seen him three times this year my friend charlie like <laughs> like wow you just can't get enough of them even though it's the same songs it's like it'd be crazy if, if you just if like you live an in... album now like i wonder yeah i will say there are it is nice when you don't know the music but there is something to be said about like a concert you go to and you know every word to every song it's like really fun i don't know if you've experienced that it's great yeah i would say no, just because I've like, I don't know, for me, I'm not like a particular, particular, like crazy fan of like one artist. I love a bunch of them. But like, I obviously know people who like are like that, like the Swifties for Taylor or like, even for Billy, there are people singing every lyric to every song, even like the, the like, we didn't start the fire. when it's like a, no, it's like, it's like basically rapping. <laughs> It was so funny. Yeah. Like, I think, I guess he mentions like Adolf Eichmann in, cause he names like a bunch of like people. He even says Palestine for some reason. I, I, I have to listen. I have to go through the lyrics again. Well, Adolf Eichmann like, was pretty contemporary, right? Because that, yeah. the Eichmann trial. Yeah. So like, he obviously names like, it's basically about like how like, it's not our fault. The world is shit. There's all these other people. So like it showed all the face, like pictures of all the things he mentions in the song. And then I just see Adolf Eichmann up there. I'm like, yo, <laughs> um, that's okay. We we got some Jewish representation. I, I think I saw like Menachem Begin, one of the prime ministers of Israel. And then like Albert Einstein, my boy. So don't worry that going for us. <laughs> um, no, yeah, that was funny though, and like they were all like surrounded by fire. It was, it was good. It was, uh, huh. Good vibes. Yeah, amen. Maybe you listen to enough Billy Joel. We can go to New York one of these times and know everyone. Facts, facts. And then Manny, you were in um, you were in the Mount Montañas this uh this weekend. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, Friday night I, I spent in Big Bear, which is uh, about like a three-hour drive out of L.A. Uh, just on a little retreat, I just want to say. Touch Earth, guys. Stay grounded. It's awesome. I mean... Stay on the ground. Do not fly. It, there is something really nice just about like being out in nature and like... Especially living in L.A., maybe you feel this too, Yoni. Um, when I look out my window when I go to bed... I see a street corner, you know, like, and, and when I was in the mountains, this place, I was saying I had a hot tub. I'm in the hot tub with a glass of whiskey in my hand, and I'm looking up, and I don't see a street corner. I, I see, like, a mountain ridge in the distance, and it, it's so nice to, like, not be in a city, you know? I totally get that. I've Actually, well, I was able to escape for a weekend when I did the Spartan race, and Killington is really pretty, although I... And and I even though I was suffering for most of the race, when I got to like the top of the mountains, there were some great views. Definitely took those in. So that was definitely nice because I I hundred percent agree. Especially like we're both in cities, but like I'm in a city with like a lot shittier weather, and that just like adds on to the shittiness, you know. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I hundred percent agree. It's like one thing I think we both love about Colorado and like miss whenever we're gone for a while because it's just like we're so spoiled, man. We got like all these like cool mountains and shit in our backyard. It's like awesome. Dude, yeah, I agree. Very complex. Um, I it's that's real. That's real. <laughs> it's so real, and like literally everybody I've talked to here at BU who's visited Colorado, like I love it. It's about, I'm like, you guys understand now why we have a superiority complex for our state because it is awesome. <laughs> it is, and and Yoni, we're both there, which makes it even, when we're there, it's even better, you know, because we're there. That's so true. We literally elevate the entire state of Colorado on our base. I know, dude. I actually was having such a Colorado superiority complex when we were driving to Big Bear. Actually, I stayed at Lake Arrowhead, which is right next to Big Bear. Everyone's like, oh my god, like our elevation must be so high. And I'm like, uh, I bet we're like about a mile above. You know, Denver uh, City I'm from is actually a mile above elevation, if you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that was like when I was doing the Spartan race, and like the highest elevation we got to on the mountains was like 4,500 feet, and I was like, Psh, we're not even at Denver elevation. <laughs> and like, oh wait, it was funny, because I like made some friends on the trail, and then they were calling me like Colorado boy, because I was like flexing that I was like used to the altitude. When going uh, the yeah, no, that's real yeah. though. They were just No, because 4,500 feet to me is like not an intimidating number at all. Like, nor is it to you, because, like, we go to the mountains and elevation's like 10,000 feet, you know? And then, yeah. like, when we're in Denver, elevation is already a mile above sea level. So, oh, 4,000 feet, like, sounds low to, to us. Yeah, like, that's below our normal, like, life when we're, like, in Denver. It's just, like, where, where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but speaking of elevation and, and, and you know, our cardiovascular systems, Manny, how is the foot... How's the foot look? Foot looking. How's the marathon going? going yeah, on? let me let me update you guys. So Monday, I decided to go for a run, test out the foot, and I shouldn't have done it because I couldn't. It hurt to walk the next two days. I got worried that maybe I had a stress fracture from running so much. So I hadn't ran the rest of the week. Went and got an X-ray on Thursday. No stress fracture. Let's go. So I'm. I'm good. I'm good. So basically, now that I know my foot isn't broken, I'm going to spend the next bit of time rehabbing it, getting it where it needs to be, and then, you know, getting my cardio in in other ways, maybe on a bike and such. Uh, just stay in shape. 
And, uh, you know, by the time this race comes up in about, you know, three weeks, I'm, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready to get after it. And, um, yeah, yeah. So the foot, and I actually had scheduled a meeting with a orthopedic doctor, like foot doctor, uh, when I got the x-ray. So he could look like, because either way, if it was broken, I'd want to meet with him. And if it wasn't, hopefully he'll give me some good rehabbing tips. So we're coming. We're going to run it. And uh, yeah, good news on that front. You're going to come all over that marathon. It's going to be I'm gonna, electric. I'm going to come all <laughs> over it. <laughs> Start to finish. Um, that's great. That's good news. Yeah. Get that healed up. And I, you know, uh, despite it being a hiccup, you're still going to kill it. I mean, the, the mile, the timeage. And the mileage that you were running prior to this was absolutely extraordinary. Something that made me feel like I was a slow piece of shit. Um, so, <laughs> no. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see that. Um, yeah. And then we got literally in like seven hours for me. It is the start of Yom Kippur, guys. The highest of Jewish holidays. So, if you're celebrating that, or not really celebrating, if you're observing that, good luck. Gemar Hatima Tova. Yoni, you want to explain? Uh, you want to explain how Yom Kippur works and what it yeah, is? Yeah. So basically, Jews are very actually anti the word sin. There's actually not uh, a Hebrew word for it, although some have been like translated to as such. Those are those translations are actually misleading. Um, it's a lot about. Um, basically it's a day of atonement is a word that's used a lot. Um, and it's a day where we basically, um, ask for forgiveness from God for our mistakes, you know, our slip ups, what we've done in the past, not sins. Cause we don't believe in sins. Okay. Although love to the Christians. Um, and it's just a day of repentance, you know, trying to ask for forgiveness and we fast for like 25 hours, no food or water. So if you think, okay, I can go without eating food, try no water because you're yeah, if you do that, <laughs> yeah, if you do it two more times, like two more days, you will die. So yeah, so it's kind of crazy that like without if you don't drink water for three days, you're dead, and we do it for a third of that time. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, there's some exceptions. If you have to take a medication, you can have some water with that. Or if you have like medical conditions, whatever. Like yeah, if you're people, too old, like, they, yeah. tend not, they tend to not fast because I would probably kill them. So if you're an older listener out there, which if you are, I'm so sorry about the Suzanne Collins comment. You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, make sure to stay healthy during Yom Kippur. That's the most important thing. You don't want to die. Um, and y yeah. Yoni, let me let me ask you. Um, how are you planning on observing? Because I I would assume you're fasting. But what about yeah? Oh, also before he continues, not only do you fast, but it's it's supposed to be a day of on of discomfort to emphasize. You know, you're not supposed to be comfortable, and you're supposed to be like, wow, like I I kind of fucked up in some serious ways, and so you're not allowed to wear leather. Because uh, when these laws were made, leather was like the most comfortable clothing that there was. Uh, you're not allowed to shower, have sex, uh, smoke anything, or put on lotion. So, or perfume. So, yeah, you were just uh, doing it. But anyways, yeah, Yoni, how, how would, are you going to be observing? 
Um, yeah, I'll be going to a synagogue in like uh, Brookline, which is a neighborhood adjacent to mine called Young Israel. It's like modern Orthodox. Should be good. Should be jazzy. Um, and yeah, I'm skipping class. It sucks because Monday, which is when Yom Kippur is tomorrow, is like my f- I have like four classes that day. It's like my four classes, but. I emailed all of them. They're all like, "Oh yeah, no worries." Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I'll be I'll be suffering in in different ways rather than of boredom, of starvation, and thirst. But uh, yeah, what about you, Manny? Um, yeah, I I also think I'm gonna be skipping classes. I'm also taking the day off work. I work five days a week. Um, but I I told my boss that hey, like, I I I was in a meeting with him last Friday. I'm like. By the way, uh, us Jews are celebrating a very important holiday on Friday. I will not be working. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to go to work. I do have to go meet with an orthopedic guy uh, at like 3, so I'll do that. But my plan is tonight I'm going to go to services uh, just at Hillel. I could probably find a synagogue, but it's just easier. I don't have a car. Go to Hillel for service for Cole Nidre tonight. That's like the evening service. Going to eat a fat meal beforehand. And then after that, I'll probably go to services in the morning at like 10.30. And then I'll go to services uh, tomorrow night to, you know, celebrate the brief fast. And the timeline is pretty much like 6.30 to 7.45. So it's actually like 25 to 26 hours opposed to 24 hours of fasting. Yeah, it's for it's it's tough. It's a tough one. But I have completed the fast the past few years. You're supposed to like start doing it after your bar bar mitzvah, but those first few years I did not make it. <laughs> I, uh, I remember that much, much, much on some grass <laughs> in, in my early teens. Dude, uh, I I've but, actually successfully fasted every year since I was thirteen. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, I was a weakling back then, but I'm I'm mentally strong now, especially after the Spartan race. I can do anything. Um, and but yeah. and there is something to be said. Like it's hard. It it is a hard thing to do. But I I was giving this advice to a fellow Jew in in my frat who you know I was convincing to do it, and I did convince him he's going to do it. He's not like a super ardent Jew, you know. He said like you know I don't necessarily believe in God, but I said listen, man, it's hard. And, and nothing you do, the most valuable things you do in life are hard things. And even if, you know, you don't feel you're atoning for your mistakes to God, it's, it is still good to reflect on, on your mistakes and, and think about what you could do better. So I think that's not telling all the audience to go starve themselves for 24 hours. It's a good reminder that it's okay to mess up, but it's even better when you mess up to uh, self-reflect and, and, become, and try to do better. Totally, yeah. I think that's why a lot of people celebrate Yom Kippur, even if they're not like religious or believe in God, because I think it's just a good thing for everyone to do, despite if you believe in a higher power. Yeah, so good luck, guys. Yoni, good luck to you. You're going to be eating way before me. I'm going to be jealous. You're going to be like, oh, I ate. I broke my fast two half hours ago. And I'm going to be all like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That is true. I'm going to text in the group chat and be like, ah, what's up, guys? Um, I'm going to text in the group chat. I'm going to text in the group chat. At like six of just me drinking water and be like, get fucked again. <laughs> and then I can repent. <laughs> then I can repent for doing that right after. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I guess I'd have to wait a whole year. Um, yeah, I guess we'll finish off with some wavelength. Um, I feel like we're running out of numbers, but we'll come up with a new game soon, guys. Don't worry. Manny's good at that. Um, yeah, and then we'll say goodbye. Manny, you got a, you got a number?
Oh, I'm thinking of a number, dude. I'm thinking of a good number. You've got a number. Um, give me like a fragrance, a smell. A smell. Uh, okay. I would say like, like you step outside, like you just drove to the mountains and you step outside and you just it smells like mountain. It smells like mountain. It just okay. smells like pine. That's not the best smell ever. But that's a solid, that's a solid, that's a solid ass smell. So we're at least in the upper half. Um, let's think. What about, like, hmm. item of clothing? I'm going to have to say pants on this one, Yoni. Pants are important. Pants are good. I feel like you like your pants. Um, I like pants, dude. <laughs> follow-up question. Can't be going that. outside without pants. <laughs> follow-up question on that type of pants. Are right, this your third type of pants? I would. It's yeah. <sighs> a good question, Yanni. I would say I'd say like... sweatpants. I'd say sweatpants. Some comfy, okay, so not like very your, not your Levi's jeans. <laughs> not my Levi jeans, but like very comfy sweatpants. Shit, I'm like I don't know. I need something that'll like really get me. Okay, like you're you're like a sport. Pick any sport. Yoni, I'm gonna have to say football on this one. Ooh, okay. So we're looking like I feel like that's your second favorite sport. I feel like basketball is your number one. Football's probably your number two, from what I, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Okay, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like this is I'm gonna guess. I'm feeling like this is an eight. Oh, it was a nine today, Yoni. I I was trying to pull you back up. I, I love the smell of outdoors. Um I know, I know. I was just in the mountains, so but I hear you. But you know what? It was a good effort. It was a good effort. Eight or nine. You know, the the issue was with the last few questions, when you both the pants question and the sports question, is I couldn't say my favorite thing because then you'd think it was a ten. Jeans ten for me. And yeah. and basketball ten. So I was yeah. trying to get, get you there. But you know, the distinction between nine and eight it's a tough it's a doozy. It's a doozy. It's a tough. It's a tough one. All right. I've got yeah, do you have a number? I do. All right, give me a zoo animal. That is a great question. Um, give me like a sea otter. Those things are friggin' cool, dude, because they can be in the water or they cannot be in the water. Uh, they're silly for sure. Uh, but they also are not, they're not a giraffe. They are not a giraffe. <laughs> they're not a giraffe. <laughs> I'm thinking very <laughs> average and. They're definitely not a zebra. Damn, there's actually so many cool animals. I'm thinking like that's not a poverty animal, but like it is like it is not high. That's like four to six range, maybe. Um Yoni, give me um give me like a amount of sleep you got you get one night. Oh, that's good. Um, probably like five. Oh, five hours. That is, that ruins your day, man. That, it ruins your day with that. Five Five to six. Five to six. 
Got it. That's that's a big difference. Good to know. Good to know. Um, Yoni, give me um a breakfast side that you would that you would order at breakfast. Hmm. Like toast. Toast. Just like, come on, like, there's such better, <laughs> there are better things. Okay, last, last question for you, Yanni. Give me something you would wear on your head. <laughs> um, uh, there's not many, there's not many things you can wear on your head. But you be um, specific. So if it's a like hat, a swim you have cap. to say swim, like a swim cap. Uh, okay, guys, swim caps suck. Everything on this list screams this sucks. I'm I'm gonna have to go with a three today. It was a four. The swim oh! cap was too much. The, the I was, was thinking four. I was thinking four as you went into that final question, but the swim cap brought me down. Guys, we missed the yeah, mark today. I threw you off. I threw hopefully, you off. hopefully the audience. Uh, hopefully the audience guessed it. I just like I don't know like I like hats, I like beanies. Like these are all above fours. So it's just well, you you could have you could have picked an ugly, an ugly hat or an ugly beanie. I know I was about to look up hat types, but I was like eh, I'm too lazy. <laughs> um, or maybe even backwards hat because right now I'm not loving this look. <laughs> um, with that though, guys, um, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok for the funniest and most exciting clips from each and every podcast. Um, follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us on Patreon, where you get a free mug included with your subscription and a bonus episode every month. We hope you guys have a lovely, easy, uh, fast for Yom Kippur if you're observing, and if not, we hope you guys have a wonderful week ahead. We love you guys. Bye-bye.